You're listening to The Kelly Track Show. I'm your host, Kelly Track, author, coach, and eternal optimist. Each week, I'll give you lessons to elevate your life, reclaim your personal power, and truly awaken and transform. Your best life starts right now. Hello, my friend. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in and for listening here today. If you are brand new and you are coming from AC's community, welcome. I'm so stoked to have you here. If you're a longtime listener, welcome back. Always a pleasure to have you around. I am so excited to bring AC Brown here to the podcast because we haven't talked about human design in detail yet on the show. So this is going to be a chat about human design. Now, I know that so many of you already know a lot about human design, fair enough. Uh, It's popular, it's cool, it's really exciting, but today AC is coming on to chat a little bit about how you can be building a business around your design, learning about how to um, look at the lens of money through your aura type, how exactly you should be connecting with life in terms of your your strategy, your aura type, as well as your authority. So for example, it's like interfacing with the world, like myself as a generator with sacral authority. We talk about those kinds of things and how that really correlates in a business setting and how you can be leveraging that in your business and your life. In this chat, we also talk about life purpose and sort of destiny and how you can garnish that information from your north node in your birth chart as well as where Jupiter is placed in your birth chart. And if you are brand new to human design, this is a little bit of a level like 102 conversation versus a level 101. I would encourage you to go to mybodygraph.com. I'll leave the link in the show notes so that you can pull up a human design report. And in this conversation, we talk about three things. We talk about your type slash your aura type. It's the same thing. That means like, are you a generator, a manifesting generator, a projector, a reflector, or a manifester? Secondly, you want to know your strategy, which is your type's way of interfacing with the world and the best way you should be doing things in order to have a natural flow versus always like an uphill grind. And thirdly, you want to know your authority type and your authority type is how you make decisions. So for example, um, I am a generator. My strategy is to respond to life. As AC explains in this episode, it's my job as a generator to get super clear on what I want. And when I have many options presented to me, I respond to life by picking what I like and what I don't like. I say, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. And I make those decisions with my authority. And because I'm a sacral authority, I go with my gut instinct. So it's those three things you want to know before listening to the rest of this interview. Your type, your strategy, and your authority which you can find all of that through your human design chart, which you can get through mybodygraph.com, which is linked in the show notes. And for those who are new to AC, first and foremost, she has a great podcast called Is My Aura On Straight? If you want to learn about your human design, it's a great place to start. She breaks it down in a really simple, easy to understand way. And it's perfect. If you have your chart pulled up and you listen to her podcast at the same time, you can garnish information. And if you want to go deeper, you can always book a reading with AC. So let me share a little bit about her. So AC is a psychic channel, spiritual guide slash teacher, entrepreneur, and your favorite human design bay. The work she does in the world is about transformation. She offers people a deeper look into themselves, helping them reframe who they are and helps clarify where and why they belong. She does this through spiritual self-development, human design, astrology, and metaphysics. She's also the host of the Is My Aura On Straight podcast. Now, one last quick thing before we dive into this 
episode with AC today is my free quiz. So in the beginning of this episode, we talk a little bit about my book. And uh, I actually haven't talked much about my book, uh, mostly because I've been trying to keep it under wraps. So you're going to hear about that in like two seconds. But a huge part of my book actually came from my free quiz called What's Your Zone of Genius? So I built this quiz and over 5,000 people have taken it. And some people have described it as creepily, 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 creepily accurate and like super on point. I worked my butt off to create a really sweet algorithm that would help you find your genius by taking 13 simple questions. And in turn, I'm going to give you a free report and then I'm going to break down how you can build a business off your gifts, your genius, um, and how you could be making 10K months doing the work that you're born to do, including some things that you could sell based on your unique genius type. So um, if you want to take the quiz, you can go to kellytrack.com slash genius. That's kellytrack.com slash genius. And if you want to know the inside scoop, this quiz really inspired me pitching my book in the first place because I, uh, I knew this was something that I taught that was like popular, but I didn't realize how popular it was until we started getting people taking the quiz by the thousands. So if you want to know what like sparked the whole book, which is going to get printed and published in about a year from now, you can go to kellytrack.com slash genius. All right, my friends. So that is it. Let's go right into this amazing episode with AC. All right. Well, welcome to the show, AC. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Me too. Me too. I've been looking forward to this, like, honestly, all week. I don't know if I actually told you, but I'm writing um, my book right now, my first published book. So like, anything that's like not book writing. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, it's the day I don't have to write. Like, thank God. (laughs) So I was like, oh, that's amazing. Congratulations. What is your book going to be about? It's about finding your genius and uh, like figuring out the work you're born, you're born to be doing. Um, there's, we don't have a f- finalized title yet, but that's sort of the main theme. Oh, that's so good. Congratulations. Thanks. Thanks. It's been like a long time in the making. So I'm hopefully really you have a great editor. Cause I know that can, if you don't have a great editor, that's like downhill. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I've definitely heard the, like the bad stories. Um, my editor is really good. He's like super chill and like, really oh, that's cool. Good. And like, he's like, yeah, it's like, do whatever you want. Sure. Go for it. Use all the swear words. Like go for it. Sure. Oh, that's <laughs> like, so good. Perfect. perfect. So yeah, I was like really big into like manifesting the right, you know, publishing house and the right editor, people that would not want to like tone down my message either, or try to make it really corporate. Cause it's technically going right. under a business book in the business section. And I was like, it can't be like the mm. others. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with, with my editor and my publishing house. That's awesome. Congrats. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So I have a couple of rapid fire questions for you to dive in. Uh, so they're just little, little, little ones. Um, but what is your sun, moon, and rising sign? So Pisces, sun, Taurus, moon, and Sagittarius rising. Nice, 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 nice. And your human design? I'm a projector. Projector with a three, five, right? Yes. Three, five mm-hmm. profile. Yeah. Yes. Cause I'm also the three, five and I listen, I've listened to like almost all your podcasts. I'm Aww, like, thanks. she gets it. I was like, she gets it. She's the three, five. She gets it. She understands me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then are you a coffee or tea person? Oh, it depends on the day. So I will say now I'm a coffee person. So every morning I have bulletproof coffee. So I'm a coffee person. Nice. Are you a paper agenda person or a digital calendar person? I'm a paper agenda person and a digital calendar person. (laughs) So I do double. So, because if I don't, I'll forget. (laughs) (laughs) 
I love it. I'm like that too. I love, I can't like let go of the paper aspect. I feel like. Yeah. And I, I need like something. nice paper. So. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's your favorite human design or astrology? I know it's hard. <sighs> it depends on for what. Mm. So, I mean, if this is an either or I'll go with human design, but I, I mean, astrology is my first love. So of course I'm going to, you know, go there, but it just depends on for what. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and do you have a favorite quote? Oh gosh. Um, hmm. do I have a favorite quote? Yeah, I guess Maya Angelou's quote when people, you know, well, that wasn't Maya Angelou. That was actually Dr. Phil. It was one of them. Um, so <laughs> well, she, well, no, it's Maya Angelou. When people show you who they are, believe them. Um, I'm thinking of another Dr. Phil quote that I like too, but I can't think about it right now. So it's, it was my Angela, please don't <laughs> crucify me people. But the Maya Angelou quote, when people show you who they are, believe them. That's probably my favorite. Yeah, that's a good quote. And you know, Dr. Phil's had some great quotes. I used to like watch his show when I was younger, when I'd come home from school, like it'd be like Oprah was on and then Dr. Phil was on after. Yeah. Well, because Oprah produced Dr. Phil's show and she yeah. gave them all a platform when she used to have her stuff on her show. Yeah. So it was just like right back to back. Please don't crucify me, people. That was, I don't know why I was thinking about Dr. Phil, but... <laughs> Like, why am I thinking about Dr. Phil and Maya Angelou in the same sentence? It's so weird, but well, I'll figure it out later. <laughs> all good. All good. Are you an early bird or late owl? Both, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I haven't been sleeping that well and I've been getting up early. So. <laughs> Totally fair. Hey, totally fair. I feel like sometimes it just goes, it like ebbs and flows. It's like sometimes you're a late owl or sometimes you're a morning person and sometimes it's the roll of the dice sometimes. Yes. So I'd love to kind of just get into human design and talk about this with you and a little bit about astrology, but mostly human design because it's, it's your thing. And, you know, you've been studying this stuff for years. And one of the things I love about you, AC, is that you just make it so clear and simple. And you can always really tell the masters from like the, the newbies by their ability to just make it really clear and easy. And I've like been into human design for years, but once I found your work, I was like, oh, like I, I get it. So I really am just stoked to have you on and share you, share you with my listeners. Cause this is like, I don't know, like you, you go to like my body graph, you get your profile and you're like, okay, now what? Right. Right. <laughs> and it's so ugly and it's really, you know, confusing. Um, and I feel like you break it down in a really simple way. So for the listener, that's like brand new to human design, how would you describe it? Well, I just use my quote or analogy. If astrology, your natal chart is like a finished Ikea bookcase or something from Ikea, some, everybody's built something from Ikea yeah. at least one time in their life, then human design or the little instruction booklet on how to build it. Um, and the reason for that is your natal chart is sort of like the who, what, where, and why of your person your, when you were born. And human design is almost like the how you get there and how you make decisions, how your personality is, how you can use your little secret superpowers within your chart to get there and to make the natal chart kind of real. Mm, yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. It makes sense because it's sort of like we're all sort of looking for that little instruction book on who we are because 
yeah, even when you look at your birth chart, it's like, it kind of gives you, it gives you like the what and not the how. Right. Yeah. So I love that. I love that. And then one of the words that I find gets tossed a lot around in human design is like deconditioning. So how do you define that word and what it means? So deconditioning is pretty much, and I don't like to use it anyway. It's, I don't, cause I don't think you're deconditioning really. I think you're just becoming more in alignment with who you're supposed mm-hmm. to be. So the word deconditioning is unlearning what society, what religion, what everybody's taught you to live more in your design, more in your strategy, more in your authority. So that's what people like kind of consider deconditioning. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like the word deconditioning either. I feel like it's sort of, I don't know. It could be, a, I, I like the way you described it. Yeah. It's just getting more in alignment. Yeah. Is yeah. what's happening. Cause that's really what's happening. Yeah, totally. Um, and then you really focus on helping people figure out, you know, why they belong and where they belong. So for the person that's feeling really stuck or struggling with that, where would you recommend they sort of begin in terms of figuring that out through human design? Figure out your strategy and your authority. Worry about that. (laughs) That is it. Focus there. Don't focus anywhere else. Don't go down the rabbit hole. Worry about how your aura is supposed to strategize and how you're supposed to make decisions emotionally. And that's all. Once you kind of live in that for a while, then you can go through and go to all the other intricacies that the chart has to offer. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. That's such valid information. Yeah. I mean, when I like kind of began even learning about my, um, like my, my aura type and my authority, it just, just sort of like clicked. It was sort of like you, you kind of know, but you just sort of need that other thing to sort of validate it and be like, yeah, this is how you are. And it kind of gives you that licensing that it's okay that you function like that. So I, I like that advice. That's really good. Yeah. I really want to chat with you, AC, about, you know, building a business and, you know, finding your purpose. Cause that's something that so many listeners are interested in. And, you know, how can we be using human design through the lens of like, what's my calling? Where do I go? What I kind of want to like get creative and build my own thing. Is there something that we can look at in our chart that might like point to that or send us in the right direction of figuring that out? I would say it's, like I said, it's the strategy and utilizing that to listen to what spirit's calling you to, to respond or act to, you know, for me, I'm a projector to the invitations, all of that, follow that and as that becomes more simpler for you and more of a way of life, then you can start doing other things. Um, Because I think what happens with any of these modalities is that people try to do the gamut, like, oh, let me learn everything, but then you don't use it. And so you start one thing at a time, use it, implement it, and then keep going, learn something else, use it, implement it, keep going. And so it's a building block. So you're not walking around as a human reference guide about yourself like, oh, I'm a projector and this and that, or, oh, I'm, you know, a Libra this and that and all of those things, because it, it, if you're not using it, it's just reference information for you. Mm, Yeah. I like that. You find one thing and like sit with it, go deeper, implement it. Yeah. One of the, actually I have a question about generators because I'm a generator. And from what I understand, you know, like that responding to life and sort of that kind of the way I've kind of heard it be described is like, 
you know, you, you have like a selection of things and you're sort of just picking out stuff and that's sort of responding to, I feel like I always get stuck with that because I'm, I feel like I always, I always like want to do like a million things and there's not always necessarily like an invitation to do it, or maybe the invitation is like subtle, or maybe I'm really totally backwards, but no, you're just not clear on what you want. That's why mm. there's tons of things so calls for you to respond to. Generators always get kind of confused because they're like, oh, um, what do I respond to? Clarity helps you figure out what you respond to. The clearer you are about what you want, your desires, then you'll get presented to that. Mm. And then because people think, oh, you know, I'm just supposed to sit around and wait for things to respond to. No, that's not realistic. That's not how life works. So you can go after things or you can sort of have a goal in mind, but just don't be fixated on how the goal comes about. But if you're clear on the what you want, then you can go ahead and say, okay, this is how it might happen a certain way or a different way. Mm, yeah, actually, now that you phrase it like that, it makes more sense because I, when I'm really clear on something and when I know what I want, then it's easy to be like, oh, yes to that, no to this, yes to it, that, no and to that's that. Exact, that's the perfect generator life. Yeah. Because that's where generators like, well, my life's not moving because <laughs> you're not clear. So yeah. anytime somebody presents peanuts to you, you're like, oh, okay, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. When in general, you want it like roast, honey roasted peanuts with you know, Himalayan sea salt on them. Yeah. And people are like, here's some, you know, nasty peanuts with <laughs> nothing on it, you know, from the circus. Take yeah. them. And you're like, okay, because it's a peanut. It's like, no, that's not what you do. Yeah, no, that's so true. That rings so true for me because I feel like I there's like a million things I could respond to. And it's like, even just that balance of, you know, just remembering to go after what you want and not just like grabbing at things or like thinking, you know, Oh, this is like a good thing. I should just take it. Or this is good for now, but really listening into that clarity of like what you really want. And then kind of for the person that's sort of struggling to get that clarity or just, you know, I, I feel like maybe this is a, maybe a generator thing, but I genuinely know what I want if I get in tune with it. But for the person that doesn't maybe know what they want or doesn't have that sort of clear download or vision you know, is there any good ways for them to find that clarity? To get quiet and listen, um, because it's there. Um, they're probably ignoring it. They're probably not paying attention. Um, the universe spirit is really not that complicated mm. when it comes to sending us messages and sending us things for us to respond to or for us to move in that direction. It's about us, whether we're listening or not. So yeah. that's really the problem. Most people are not listening. Yeah. It's really yeah. People are not yeah. listening. <laughs> I love that you share that because I feel like you're so right when you say it. Like it's not, it's not a knowing problem, it's a listening problem. Um, and like trusting and trusting that listening. So yeah, that really, that really resonates in my body when you say that. I even think about things in my life where I'm like, am I like just not trusting like the the download? Like, am I just resisting it or being like you know, using Most my definitely. human mind. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So that really rings true for me. And I know that you, you had mentioned in one of your podcast episodes about, you know, tapping into 
you know, your life purpose, we're sort of getting a glimpse at that, you know, you can look to your, your North node in your birth chart. Mm -hmm. And then Jupiter, you said as well, like where that is in your, your birth chart. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that and how people could maybe get insight into their purpose based on the North node and where Jupiter is in their chart? Absolutely. So North node is your overall, it's, I like to say, it's the destination Mm -hmm. that you're headed to um your rising sign is the car type um and then you know in human design your incarnation crosses like sort of the make and model on how Mm. you get there so your north node is it's almost like the purpose and the destiny kind of combined like these are the it's an overall theme of what it your purpose in your destiny should include so you know if you are a north node cancer north node let's just use that cancer is about mothering um and people always ask well what do what am i supposed to do with mothering i don't want to be a mother and being a mother is not in a physical sense of birthing children but being a mother can be being a mentor being a leader someone who takes care of others really well so that should be a part of someone's life path or their career or their purpose is the way that they mother, whether it's in a corporate sense or even in friendships, maybe you're the mother of the group, that kind of thing. Mm, Yeah. Does that make sense? That totally makes sense. And then I know you touched as well on um, like the importance of where Jupiter is in your chart. So like, what does that sort of mean? The energy of Jupiter or like, what does it showcase for us? And, you know, how does that relate to like life purpose and money and destiny? Well, Jupiter is the planet of expansion. It's the planet of abundance. Um, it's all of that. So it makes it's about growth. It's about luck. It's about success, both materially and spiritually. So you want to make sure that you know where your Jupiter is because wherever it is, it wants to expand. So, you know, if your Jupiter is in Capricorn, it's going to expand the Capricornian energies of whatever that is. And then it whatever house is in that's where it's going to expand at so the reason why i love jupiter because jupiter kind of tells i don't want to say how to necessarily make money but it tells you the energies that are going to help you be successful in career Mm -hmm. in work in abundance in success so with, and I'll use Jupiter and Capricorn because overall, that's the overall energy that we're in now. Jupiter's in Capricorn. So every year, Jupiter is in a different sign. And depending on the sign, it, where it transits our charts, it constricts us or expands us. It just depends based on that sign. So Jupiter and Capricorn, unfortunately, is a very step-by-step kind of thing because Capricorns that's how they are like oh I want to be successful so I have to do a b c and d and so there's really not a lot of room to just be like living la vida loca like last year when Jupiter was in Sagittarius (laughs) because Sagittarius is more about adventure more about endless possibilities doing what you want when you want it and Jupiter and Capricorn is not like that it's about no, there's a process. We have to take our time. And so that's the overall energy. So you want to find out where the current Jupiter is transiting in your chart and 
when you find that out to whatever house it's in, that will help you figure out what those areas are going to be a little bit Jupiter-esque. I mean, Capricorn-esque for the particular Jupiter sign. Jupiter transit that it's in now to just say, okay, it's transiting my first house. So first house is about self and all of that stuff. So I know that I'm not going to lose 25 pounds in a week. It's going to be a step-by-step mm-hmm. process mm-hmm. kind of thing or mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, gotcha. So for the for the listeners, really thinking about you know their their north node placement the jupiter placement and looking at it through like a holistic sense you know with a professional reader who can explain it all at once and then when it comes to you know building a business or trying to start something or you know if people are feeling like you know I want to I want to create something but I don't know what is there a way that each aura type should be looking at business or like certain businesses that are good for each aura type or is that like none of that matter it doesn't matter which businesses it's how you do business Uh so you know Mm -hmm. each aura type you can do whatever you want to do um whatever you're called to do whatever your soul wants but it's how you market or how you manage your energy um so for instance for generators you guys are about long the long haul it's about mastery over time so whatever you do choose to do you will be on a constant journey towards mastery of that one thing if you choose one thing. For manifesting generators, that's why they do lots of careers or have multi or multifaceted, most multi-hyphenate kind of people because they are here to find the quickest way to mastery. And then you have projectors like myself who we get to do what we want to, but our big kind of invitations for career and things will be from invitations. So the biggest work that we do will be an invitation. Mm. And then you have manifestors who can just do it. Um, They can just say, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. Um, Their problem probably is sticking with something that they like. And then you have reflectors who, you know, yes, they are less than 2% of them, but they really have it easy um, because reflectors are here to mirror what feels good in their environment and society or where they are in the world. So whatever feels good to them, they can reflect it and be happy. So it's all like good for them they they really have it the easiest in my opinion gotcha yeah that makes so much sense about like it's not what kind of business you do but like how you do it and how you show up for it so in terms of that like the lens of the how because that's sort of what I would be thinking or maybe the listener would be thinking of like okay based on my you know chart and everybody's chart is different but like how do we best like show up in business sort of according to our design are there like certain things that we should be really taking into consideration or uh, really remembering as we go about things? I would say mostly for manifesting generators and generators, you all can go the distance with people. So you can provide a lot of one-on-one services, meaning like done for you kind of things. Mm -hmm. Um, You can, of course, live workshops, anything, um, that feels good to you is going to be good, but you can really go the distance of work. You're like the worker bees of society, as they like to say. Mm-hmm. So you're do you're doing lots of work. So, you know, you're producing a lot. Projectors, manifestors, and reflectors, 
we have to manage our energy a little bit differently because we don't have any sustainable energy like the generator family does. So we have to mind our energy. So one-on-one can work for us, but it has to be beneficial to our energy. Mm -hmm. So doing more group coaching stuff, doing more products, um, digital products where we don't have to, we can do put energy into one time and then call it a day and then people can buy it. So it's those type of different nuances that just make it, it's more about energy. And that's Mm -hmm. why you'll hear some people, you know, say, you know, you, you know, you're a projector energy type or something. I like the old school term of aura type. <laughs> That's how mm-hmm. I learned. <laughs> so <laughs> I just call it aura type. Mm-hmm. Um, some people call it energy types. I call it aura type. But that's just the big difference when it comes to business is that each aura type has a different way of energetically producing. And so you have to watch that and manage that in order to do your best work. Mm, yeah, that really, that really rings true to me. And like, even when I think about examples of what, you know, my friends that are generators are selling or manifesting generators, or like the projectors, reflectors of society, or the manifestors, it's just it when you say it like that, there is a difference between sort of that full stretch of like done for you one on one, like lots of actual work work versus sort of the more the leveraged side, the, you know, make it once sell it forever kind of thing. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. That makes so much sense. No, you're welcome. And then, you know, you shared a really good post recently on Instagram about money mantras for each type. So do you have any advice for money around each aura type? Do you feel like there's any sort of relevant themes each type needs to know or like things that they might struggle with that they might need to overcome? You know, it really depends on where people are at in their lives. And I'll say this, and this is where you can think about some of the deconditioning if you want to think about it like that, because for each aura type, they have their own overall kind of money issues. And then you'll also have those things from your inner child and, you know, from your childhood that you have, or those blocks that you have to deal with. But in all, sometimes it's all centered around one theme. So I would say for, of course, generators, um, Like we talked about earlier for you, you know, when things start showing up for you to respond to money wise, it's because you're clear and you have an understanding of that. The more clear you are, the more the universe will be your supply in a way. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, for manifesting generators, they really need to just understand that they do have the power to create what they want. It's just about listening to what they desire Um, for projectors, their struggle is mostly not being seen. That's the struggle for projectors. And so the deserving part of like, I deserve to get paid for my knowledge, for my skills, because projectors, you know, some bitter projectors might feel like they are passed up a lot. (laughs) So Mm. that's going to (laughs) happen. And then for manifestors, um, they have a very, as in some human design teachings, you'll see people say, you know, um, manifestors are, they have a repelling energy. And I don't think so. I think that they are just very confident. And so when that confidence shows up and people who are not confident, they get kind of annoyed with the confident manifestor. So for manifestors, it's really all about them 
just knowing that they are worthy of the confidence that they, you know, that they show and what they want. And then for reflectors, it's really about them giving themselves permission to, to have what they desire and what they want. Mm, yeah, those are all really great points. And especially even what you said around, you know, generator is really wrong true for me around like, you know, the more clear you are, the more the universe will like supply with you what you desire. Yeah. And I, I totally agree. There's so many other layers around money and inner child and like mindset and all that kind of stuff that gets factored in. But I think that's a really great you know, basic level um, of just like things that everybody could be thinking about as they go about, you know, building something or creating something and then kind of keeping in mind that sort of that remembrance around money and like feeling, you know, deserving of it or like getting clear about it. Uh, that really makes so much sense. And then is there anything else that you feel like is important for people to know around money and their charts? I know that there's like there's certain gates that point to money. Is there anything else we can infer about money from our charts? So I would say, and, and this is another thing, because there are certain money gates for sure. And I always like to point out, because technically Oprah doesn't have any money gates, mm. but what she does have is a lot of intuition and sensitivity gates. And so it's really about using the cards that you're dealt gotcha. with and not honing on. Yes, of course, you'll see people who have, who are very wealthy and they have all the money gates. They've learned how to tap in and access those. But if you don't have them, it's okay. You have to use what you have. So there are money gates, there are different gates, but it's all about once again, we go back to the childhood. We go back to how you were raised, your influences. For Oprah Winfrey, you know, one of the richest women in the mm -hmm. world, she has no money gates. However, her intuition gates and her sensitivity gates allowed her to amass wealth because she was tuned in and tapped in to her intuition. She saw trends. She was sensitive to the needs of her audience, all of those things. And you also, you know, some of her astrology stuff as well show about money, but it's also about intuition. So it, it's kind of a coin toss. So it's some people who have all the money gates and they don't have any money because they don't know how to use it or they have so much childhood stuff and things or influences that stop them from breaking those barriers. Gotcha. And I want to chat a little bit about, um, you know, when we are making decisions and sort of making decisions based around our authority type. So there's sacral, uh, emotional, um, spleen. Is there another one? Am I, am I catching all of the authority types? No, there's a lot of them. Oh, there's the a lot most, of them. <laughs> there's a lot. There, there's a lot of them. Um, eight, nine, okay. I think. Yeah. But the most important, not, I don't want to say the most important because the people who are like self-projected, they're going to be like, oh my God, you didn't talk about mine. <laughs> I'll keep it simple because we can talk for hours about it. But the most common are uh, emotional solar plexus and sacral. Those make up the majority of the population. So your authority is how you make decisions, meaning that after you followed your strategy, so for you, after you have gotten something to respond to externally outside of yourself, you will use your sacral authority to make that decision to act. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if for me, I'm an emotional authority, so I would have to 
give it some time. I have to wait out that petty period, as I call it, of that emotional wave before I make that decision. Because emotionally, I have to feel right about the decision at different points of my decision making. I can't just instantaneously or feel it like you right away, like in your like you feel that yes or no right away. I have to give it a few days. I have to give it a few hours because I might say yes at 12. And then by five o'clock, I'm like, I don't want to do this, Mm -hmm. but I have to go through that cycle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So it's like really looking at that strategy of like, are you waiting to respond? Is an invitation like looking for that strategy for your type and then making a decision based on your authority. It's sort of that like one, two punch. Is that kind of how you would best sort of describe it? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And your, your authority is going to probably really, especially when you're unsure, your authority is going to really save the day for Mm. you. (laughs) Really save the day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Gotcha. That makes so much sense. Um, And then I'd kind of like to chat a little bit about sort of the, the nuances of human design. Cause it's like, I feel like for most readers, they'll or not, not readers. I've been clearly writing my book for a long time. Most listeners um, of the podcast are gonna, you know, go to my body graph, put in their birth time and their location and get the chart. They're going to be like, okay, I, I know my aura type. I know my profile. Um, and then there's going to be the stuff of like the, the gates and the centers. Do you feel like there's like a part of the chart that gets overlooked the most or like maybe something that we don't give enough attention to? Or like a place we should really zoom in on? Is there a part that you think is really relevant or is it kind of everything together at once? Your strategy that mm. surprisingly gets the most overlooked because people fall down the rabbit hole and they want to know what everything else means. We as humans like, oh, that's great. But what does everything else mean? Focus on your strategy. That's the best thing that you can do for yourself is just focus there. Because once you have that down, everything else, like I said, is just a building block of things. But if you don't even know how to use your strategy, I've had people come to me all the time like, yeah, I know what the gates mean. But, you know, being a generator, I'm not really quite clear on that. Uh, (laughs) Why are you studying everything else? Because that's not going to help you. So I always just tell people just focus on the strategy and the authority right now worry about that. Do some journaling about, you know, how you responded to things and what did that do for you? What happens when, if you are a sacral authority, what happens when you do wait? How that kind of messes things up for you when you don't listen to your sacral authority? Those type of things. Do some dissecting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really love that advice. Like start with the basics, the building blocks, and then build, you know, kind of going back to that the one-two punch, <laughs> um, starting with that, because you're right. Like that's like some of the most powerful information. Cause I know, I know like when I first saw my, my chart, I was like, Oh, like, you know, look at the gate. I feel like the gates are like the shiny temptations. And there's like, when you're, you're doing your chart, they you are all very those, like- shiny. <laughs> They're my favorite. Yes. They are my favorite. Yeah, I'm working on a bunch of stuff for the gates because they're it's it is one of my favorite, but the difference is I've I've learned how to explain and use them. 
Mm-hmm. So it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just knowing them, it's like, well, how do I use this? Totally. So that just took years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, of- I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. Cause like, I feel like the human temptation in the human mind is all is like, you know, but what makes me special? It's like, you know, when I figured out that I was a generator and I was like, okay, a lot of people are generators. I'm like, well, what makes me special? Like, let me figure out my, like, let me try to Google about the gates or like, what are these random arrows or these colored centers or non non-colored things? But yeah, you're, you're totally right. Go back to the basics, start there. Absolutely. I would say, because I think it's really important for us to just sometimes be a student of the basics. Sometimes the intricacies of these charts can be overwhelming. And it's, I'm noticing, especially with my clients, being a walking reference guide does not do anything for you. Um, it actually hinders you. So you want to also take these modalities and these tools and actually live mm. and, you know, integrate mm. that, integrate you being, you know, a Pisces or, you know, a Capricorn. I'm just, you know, using that as an example, um, integrate that into your life that your soul has chosen. Um, make it a big integration process and not a live and die by process. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And then one final question before we go into a mini reading, what kind of questions should people bring to readings? For me, it's a little bit different because I'm a psychic channel. Um, Mm. I see things very differently. So spirit's going to come in, you know, a loved one might come in, who knows? Um, But (laughs) I'm seeing other things. I would just say, you know, for me, when you get a reading from me is just to have an overall, like the purpose, the why you want Mm. your chart read. Um, If you just want it just to know and confirmation, great. If you want it to learn how to build your business, that's great. Like just know the why. Mm -hmm. Now I'd absolutely love if we could pull out my chart and do a mini reading. I mean, the biggest thing so far in your chart that sticks out the most that um, when I see it, um, I'm like, oh gosh, it's not bad. It's not (laughs) bad. It's just um, gate two, um, which is part of the channel of the alchemist. Um, I like to call gate two or some people, even in human design, call it the trophy wife. And then gate 14 is the um, sugar daddy. You don't have gate 14. So you just have gate two, which is about receiving support. But the problem that I notice is that when people have gate two and then gate 54, which is part of the transformation channel, but gate 54 is about ambition. um, You always find yourself in a rock and a hard place choosing whether to be taken care of or whether to pursue your career really full force. So I tell people all the time who have that combination to pick a time frame of how long you want to go hard with your career and then take a break and let someone take care of you. Um, I see it all the time. Um, It never fails. Um, And maybe you are in your season because you are young that you do want to just go full force with your career, but there will come a time where you'll be at a crossroads and you'll have an option to not do nothing and to be very supported um, by your a mess kind of things that you've created for yourself or someone else. Um, but like I said, the good thing about it is that you can pick a time frame um, to do that. And the other thing that's great about gate two is about receiving support. So things that you do do that show off your work ethic and um, who you are and what you're trying to produce in the world, you will receive support from others. Mm. 
That feels that very, sense. very timely. Like most timely thing I think I, I've heard in a really long time. I've been actually really trying to work on my receiving because I feel like I've been really bad at it. Um, and it's an area that I consistently have a hard time doing. And yeah, it's just super timely. I'm always right about that. <laughs> people will people will argue me down and be like, oh, that's not true. And I'm just like, mm, I promise you it is. <laughs> Guarantee it is. Like I said, pick a time frame. Say, mm. I'm going to spend the next five years going super hard in my career. And then we can talk about settling down and doing stuff. And when I mean settling down, like adding additions, babies and things like that, you can still get married during this time. But if you're going to pick a time frame, just have him understand, like, this is important for me to fulfill this part of my life first. Mm, Yeah, that feels so relevant. Stay focused, pick a time frame. Because it it just never fails when I see that combination. Mm. The, and, and because the, so even though you have gate two unconscious, the energy of that alchemist channel is so strong that when you have just gate two, it really overpowers a lot in one person's chart. I see it happen all of, I've read hundreds of charts, thousands mm-hmm. probably. And just on my own, um, and clients, it never fails. So I, that's my biggest solution. Just pick a time frame mm-hmm. on how long you're going to stay in your career. And then the other thing that I notice is that you have gate 21, which is part of the money line and you have it conscious. And that is also going to be a fighting kind of thing. It's about being a treasurer and managing money. But what it's really about is you having fear of control and Mm. someone controlling you and someone um, and you having to give up control. Mm. So I like to say, try and lean a little bit into the gate too of receiving support when when it's things that don't completely like tear your life upside down. Mm. Mm -hmm. Makes a lot of sense. Feels, feels very relevant. I, yeah, I definitely have issues of, control always kind of feeling like I, I gotta be like in control or like it's it's gotta be me that sort of creates it especially around money so that's definitely like a that is definitely a very timely message and feels super on point with like my life and my past for sure and the other thing that I noticed is that you have the channel of talent um which is from 16 to 48 it sounds wonderful. However, gate 48 <laughs> is the depth <laughs> of knowledge, um, which is extremely powerful. So gate 16 is about natural talent or being skilled at something. What I find is that people who have gate 16 only or part, the whole channel, they are naturally talented at something. You have a natural talent for something. Gate 48, however, is kind of what kind of kicks your butt is because gate 48 the fear is that you don't know enough mm-hmm. and the fear is that you don't have enough knowledge. So gate 48 people, they like to make fun in human design circles. They are the ones buying all the courses, taking <laughs> all the classes. They have 15 degrees, all of that stuff because they fear that they don't know enough. So they're going to continue to learn and they're not going to use the information. So I always, same thing, tell people with gate 48 is, you know, enough everything is fine. You don't need any more education unless you're going to be like a doctor or a lawyer where it's like required. 
mm-hmm. you're good. You don't need anything else and just leave it there. Mm, gotcha. Yeah, I like that. That makes sense. Cool. Well, thank you, AC. I so appreciate that. Those three things feel like super relevant and timely. And this would be a good place for us to wrap up. So if listeners want to reach out or get in touch, where is your favorite place for them to swing by and connect with you online? They can just go to my website at acbrown.com. Even though it's a hodgepodge right now, I'm um, my designer is extremely busy <laughs> and they're actually moving from Canada to Tulum, Mexico. Oh, so wow. I'm, I'm next in line for my rebrand, which is great, <laughs> nice. but you can still contact me there and get information. Um, and if you don't see something there that you want to, um, pretty much, you know, extend an invitation, media inquiries, anything like that, um, partnerships, collaborations, or, you know, how to work with me just send me an email um, using that contact link, or you can just slide in my DMs at AC Brown on Instagram. Perfect. And if people want to book a reading, how can they do that? How can they get in touch? Are you taking people for, for readings? Yes, they can just do that on my website or reach out to me. Perfect. Perfect. Yay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, AC, for coming on. This was such a pleasure to talk to you. I feel like there were so many amazing nuggets of wisdom that you shared. And I am, uh, I'm so honored to have you on. So thank you so much. You're welcome. And thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. You are so welcome. All right, my friends, and there you have it. That is the show for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. If you love this episode, take a second to take a screenshot of it, upload it to your Instagram stories, tag AC and I in it. It's just at AC Brown and at Kelly Track. Um, I'd love to hear what you learned from this, if this supported you in your human design exploration journey. Um, And I know for me, it just really helped me remind myself that like, I got to go back to the basics, re-remember about the generator side of me and like really listen to my sacral authority and like really learning into, you know, my truths and what, what like I really want and finding that clarity. And that's going to help me live my design. So I really hope you garnished some great information from this episode. Um, and I would be delighted to hear more about what you enjoyed over on Instagram. So yeah, please upload a screenshot and tag us in it. I totally want to hear what you loved. And last but not least, if you do want to take my free quiz and figure out what your zone of genius is, you can do that at kellytrack.com slash genius. That's kellytrack.com slash genius. And it's totally free. All right, my friends, that is everything. That's the show. And I will catch you back here soon. All right. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. If you love this episode, please take a second to share it with somebody that you know needs to hear this message. 
And if you feel so called and so moved, please write an honest review of what you think about this podcast in iTunes and leave me some stars. That would truly help me out on my journey to helping millions and millions of people. And until next time, have a lovely day and I'm so excited to see you back here soon.